This is Francis Wessel welcoming you to the Cornerstone Podcast presented by Global Grace Ministries. This is episode number three of the series talking about angels and demons. Today we are going to be discussing the subject of demonic influence on the life of humans. Trying to explain the influence of demons in our lives is complicated because from the beginning of human history, Satan tried to prevent men from having a relationship with God. Satan tried to permanently separate man from God by making him sin. When Adam and Eve sinned, their spirits were disconnected from God, and for a few moments the devil thought he had accomplished his purpose until God gave man hope of redemption. Let's go to Genesis 3.15. It says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and hers. Her seed will crush your head, but you will bite his heel. From the moment God gave this promise to the woman, Satan began to try to prevent God from fulfilling it. Many times Satan tried to destroy the seed of the woman. Examples of satanic work trying to kill the Messiah are the murderers of the boys in time of Moses. And then in time of Jesus, when Herod ordered to kill all boys under two years of age. Because Satan did not know who the Messiah was, he influenced powerful men to destroy all children, but obviously God's will was accomplished and Christ not only survived Herod, but also fulfilled God's redemptive plan by dying on the cross and resurrecting on the third day. In fact, I believe that Satan thought that he had stopped God's redemptive plan when he saw Christ expire. But what he didn't know was that on the third day, Christ was going to fulfill the promise God gave to Eve and Christ, our Redeemer, crushed his head. With all this, one will think that the devil will have given up trying to come between God and men, but sadly that is not the case. Satan and his army are still trying to prevent man from being redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Today we are going to be talking about some of the tricks that demons led by Satan used to prevent the redemption of man. The first one that I'm going to mention is false religions. I believe that one of the most efficient tricks of the devil to separate men from God are the various religions. One of my pastors always told us that all religions go to the same place. All of them send us to hell, and I agree with that. Religions are the ways that men use to approach God in their own way. I think that the first man who tried to create his own religion was Cain, Adam and Eve's son. He didn't want to ask his brother for a lamb to sacrifice to God and opted to bring the best fruits of his harvest. Even though he brought God his best, it was not what God has asked for and therefore his offering was rejected. Many people think that God was just being demanding, but a living sacrifice was a symbol of Christ, the Lamb of God and therefore fruit was never something God could accept. Ever since, men had tried to come to God on their own terms instead of coming to God through Christ. And that is why no religion can take us to heaven because the only way to heaven is a relationship with Christ. When we talk about false religions, 
one of the verses that explains the work of demons in them is 1 John 4, 1, which says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have come out into the world. Throughout human history, demons have been transformed as angels of light to confuse men. I think one of the best examples of this is Mormonism. This religion was founded by Joseph Smith in New York in 1830, after he saw a demon disguised as an angel who first gave him a new revelation of redemption and later presented him with golden plates. If you are wondering how do I know that what Mr. Smith saw was a demon, I will tell you that it is not biblical for an angel to present himself to a man revealing a different gospel than the gospel of Christ. I know that many Mormons believe that the Book of Mormon is based on the Bible, but in reality it only uses parts of the Bible completely out of context to support its beliefs. But the same Bible gives us a warning not to try to do that. Revelation 22, 18-19 tells us, I want everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this scroll. If anyone adds anything to them, God will add to that person the plagues described in the scroll. And if anyone takes words away from this scroll of prophecy, God will take away from that person any share in the tree of life and in the holy city which are described in the scroll. Any being that asks man to add to the Bible or to remove something from the Bible is not an angel but a demon disguised as an angel. This is how some demons have intruded into human history, confusing us and helping us create false religions. This is not the only way they have done this, but I think it is a clear and a good example of their work against us. The second enemy's trick of my list of what demons do to turn men away from God is that they tempt us to sin. The devil and his minions know us not because they are omniscient, but because they have lived a long time and because they live among us. They know our weaknesses and they know which buttons to press to make us fall into temptation. That is why the Bible asks us to be alert and pray so that we do not fall into temptation, because the spirit indeed is always willing, but our flesh is weak. My recommendation to all of us is that we do our best to grow in the fruit of the Spirit, that we study the Bible so that we are not deceived, and that we do everything possible to heal all emotional wounds so that demons do not find open doors in our lives through which they can come and make us fall. Sadly, it does not matter how long we have been serving Christ or how mature we are in terms of our age. As long as we live in this body, we are exposed to being tempted, and that is why we cannot lower our guard. As time has gone by, it never ceases to amaze me how servants of God that I considered immovable in their faith fall prey to the tricks of Satan. So no one can be careless because our adversary is looking for someone to devour. So let's pray for each other. Let's pray that God will sustain us and find us faithful when we see him face to face. Another trick of the enemy against us is torment. As I've told you in the past, I do not believe that a Christian can be possessed by demons, but we can be tormented. 
The first revelation the Holy Spirit gave me about angels was when Satan was tormenting me as a child. I was eight years old and I had just accepted Christ. At that time in my country, El Salvador, the guerrillas were kidnapping people and although the families would pay the ransom for them, many of the kidnapped people were killed anyways. My parents had a business and on two consecutive weeks, armed thieves had come to assault us and they threw us to the ground while they robbed us. The devil used all that to torment me by telling me that the next time they robbed us, they will also kidnap my father and this fear wouldn't let me sleep. I spent entire nights asking God to help us and to protect my dad. It was then that I first heard the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to me about the ministry of angels. Although I had not read the Bible because I was a little girl and my family was not yet Christian, the Holy Spirit gave me a revelation that years later I found in the Bible. He first told me to use the ministry of angels by placing them at every door of my house to protect us. He told me to speak to them out loud because they don't read minds and that I had to ask for their help in the name of Jesus. I did everything God told me to do and we were never assaulted again. Thieves robbed the pharmacy that was next to my parents' business. They robbed the store on the other side and even bombed the bank that was at the corner of my house to rob it, but they never returned to my house. From the day I heard the voice of the Holy Spirit, the devil's torment ceased. Of course, this is not the only time the devil has tried to torment me, but thank God I am no longer a child who does not know the powerful weapons that I have in Christ. Children of God, it does not matter how demons try to torment you or what tricks they use to try to steal your peace. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 26, 3, that God will keep in complete peace the one whose thoughts on him persevere because in him we have trusted. So I remind you that the devil and his demons try to separate us from God, but we do not have to fall into any of their tricks. Next week, we are going to continue with the second part of the topic of demonic influence on humans. But before closing, I want to give you the answer to the question that I left you as homework in the last podcast. Last week, I asked you to read 1 Samuel chapter 16 and to tell me if the spirit that was tormenting King Saul was from God or from the devil, as the chapter describes it as an evil spirit from God. Some people get confused by this description and are not sure if that spirit is an angel or a demon. Before I give you my answer, let me read it to you. 1 Samuel 16, 14 says, The spirit of Jehovah departed from Saul, and instead the Lord sent an evil spirit to torment him. The answer lies in understanding the nature of everyone involved in this situation. To begin with, the Bible tells us that the Spirit of God was no longer on Saul, and every evil spirit is a demon. The confusion lies in the fact that the Bible says that the Spirit was sent by God. I believe that God can do whatever He wants with demons because even though they are fallen angels, God is sovereign. But what I believe this verse is telling us is that God allowed that Spirit to torment Saul in part because of his disobedience, and in part to shape David's character. 
I believe that God sometimes allows spirits to assault our lives, not as punishment, but as training. The Bible tells us that God left some of Israel's enemies in their promised land to train the Israelites that had never fought. He wanted them to know how to fight. The last lesson that the Holy Spirit has given me in regards to demons was the struggle I had with the spirit of Delilah. I had not even heard of that spirit before, and it was not until I was head on in spiritual warfare against it that I began to study it. Trust me, I learned a lot about it, fighting against it. So in my opinion, the spirit tormenting Saul was a demon that God allowed in his life because Saul lived in disobedience and because he was a good character coach for David. Now, your homework for this podcast is to read Galatians 5 verses 16 through 26 and meditate on these verses. It is always a pleasure to share a little time with you talking about the Bible. If you have questions about the material we covered or about our ministry, you can write us at info at globalgraceministries.com. You can also send your prayer request by emailing us at info at globalgraceministries.com. My team and I love to pray, and it is always an honor to pray for the needs of God's people. Do not miss our next podcast, and I pray for an open heaven over you and your entire household. God bless you.